Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt free. Hello, Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello, Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash achieve today. My hands are like on her waist, holding on for dear life. I am like, I will be a straight man with a wife and children. Welcome back to That's a Gay Ass Podcast, the podcast that asks, whose fault is it that you're gay? This is your host, Eric Williams, and I've got news. Um, It's not good. Unfortunately, my therapist just revealed that I have to find a new one. He said, quote, it's just too much. I'm kidding. He, it's, it's, I'm not like unfixable. It's that I got this therapist while I was living in New York, and then I guess like COVID laws were like, yeah... If your person moved to a different state, we'll look the other way. But now that COVID is over, question mark, he's had to tell me that, um, no, no, time's up, kiddo. And he's being so sweet. I don't want to paint a picture of my therapist being a villain because he's not one. He is giving me eight weeks to like ramp down our sessions and then embark on a journey of finding a new one in California. Does LA have therapists? I'm nervous. I adore him, and I think because I was broken up with my past therapist, who I was with for seven years, I'm much more resilient through this breakup. Um, If you don't know this, my previous therapist, Fran, who I still love despite everything, she, after seven years, told me that she was retiring, which I was like, girl, how old are you? Uh, she said 78. I was like, oh shit. Okay. Yeah. You need to take a rest. Our, our, our last session was the week after that. So I had the whole week to be like, oh my God. And then our last session, our next session was the last one. I walked out to the subway in union square, weeping on the street while skateboarders were jumping over my corpse. And then I did not get a therapist. Keep in mind, I did not get a new therapist for like seven or eight months after that. And keep in mind, this was like two months before I got married and then a few months until the pandemic started. So I was raw dogging the first many months of the pandemic, cut to, what, five months in, and I was like, enough is enough. I am drowning. And so I finally got this therapist who ended up being a straight man. Ugh. I know. Did you gasp while listening to that? I was trying to find a gay therapist at the time, and this guy's website said he was like LGBTQ affiliated. I was like, perfect. So while we're on our first phone session, I was like, and you know, that's why I wanted to find a gay therapist. And he was like, beat, 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 beat. I'm not gay. <laughs> I was like, oh, you, I, oh, sorry. Um, but he ended up, I gave him a chance. 
<laughs> and um, he ended up being the most thoughtful, validating, sweet, straight man. So, ladies, they're out there. He's married, I think, but they're out there. Um, thank you for supporting me on that therapy journey. I also have my first appointment with my California psychiatrist coming up. We'll see if she thinks my meds are the right dose. Stay tuned for that future segment of Me, Myself, and SSRI. But this week's episode with Nick Lehman, I got a text from Jonathan, my amazing producer, who was like, Nick's episode, you guys have a pretty good connection. I was like, yeah. From the second he logged in, I was like, oh, this is this is good. So I want to thank Nick for coming on. He is such a good guest. And also being so hot and so kind and Jewish. It's just, it's checking off all of my boxes. If you are interested in the Patreon bonus episode that came out this week, it is about Love is Blind Season 2. I am hooked, if you saw me post on Instagram. So we deep dive into the couples on the season. I'm halfway through, so you'll get my current perspective, but I'm very much binging the rest of, like, literally today. So uh, go to patreon.com slash podcast. The link is in the show notes for that. And right now I'm doing $5 a month. I'm going to give you a bonus episode every single week. And that will be a nice little perk for now as we continue to grow it. Tell a friend you like this episode. If you want to give us a review, that would mean the world. And enjoy, girly. Everyone, hey, listen, Nick and I could gab for hours already. We're two minutes in and I feel like we've known each other for decades. <laughs> Welcome to the podcast, Nick Lehman. How are you? I am. I'm good. I was just talking. I was going on one of my stress walks, like listening to my podcast, you know, just bouncing around, bouncing off the walls. I'm just kind of leaning back into the pandemic and realizing, you know, Truly. this is it forever. <laughs> and it turns out you were saying that one of your uh, walk listens today was the That's a Gay podcast itself. Mm-hmm. That's true. It's true. It's true. I just stumbled upon it. It was my top <laughs> podcast. No, I was I was listening to the wonderful Jared Goldstein and Lauren Reed and just, Oh you know, my God, we love them so stretching, much. Stretching, prepping, getting Kings. ready, you know, as the gay man that I am. I Truly. I used to get mad at Matt because he would be a classic man and on work calls nary a headphone to be found Mm -hmm. a speaker was on full blast Mm -hmm. emanating throughout the hallowed halls of our home Mm -hmm. and so finally i was like wouldn't it be fun here's an idea Mm -hmm. wouldn't it be fun if we plugged in a jack to the computer and then you had an air an airpod that then made me not hear everything Mm -hmm. so he's now overcorrected in a way that's like i can only be thankful for he now wears headphones but Mm -hmm. now he only wears headphones at all hours of the day listening to podcasts and Mm -hmm. so and and now i'm wanting attention right so now he's now he's married to the podcast it's a classic exactly that's what always happens my my mom my dad my mom were exactly the same my dad is like the loud jewish man who takes every single phone call and he's on phone calls all day long i'm like i don't even know who you're talking to i know these are all fake people (laughs) and he would just scream into the speaker and he's also deaf in one ear so it's like you know it's it's very very loud and my mom that's a double whammy yeah i know it's you're we're really just like the windows are shattering over here um (laughs) But no, my mom got him AirPods, which he calls AirBuds, obviously. Um, and finally, <laughs> after a year, he finally put them in. But now what it is, is it's just like, we don't hear the other side of the call, but like, it's even louder. So wow. I can tell you every single thing that's going on in his life. But uh, I, I have a tell question you for you. Mm-hmm. Are parents misnaming things? Is it a universal parent thing? Is it a Jewish parent thing? Where does it lie? You know, it's so funny because my 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 mom's dad, um, who is 
Irish Irish Catholic. He mm-hmm. misnames everything. Like so, like but you know when he came to my okay. bar mitzvah, he called the kiddish a quiche. You know, it's like always <gasps> stuff like that. Which also, by the way, delicious. <laughs> a delicious. Um, B like G one G one G. Yeah, that exactly. It, it's like you're misnaming the Jewish things with another Jewish thing. Right, but my dad always used to like make fun of him for doing stuff like that and uh now my dad does it all the time like he called mayor of east town major bridgerton um <laughs> you know airpods airbuds i mean it's just it's always stuff he also like my dad knows all my friends so well and and you know he he remembers every detail he reads every book he reads newspaper every single newspaper every single day cannot call people by the right name if, 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 no, if, if no, not no, at all no no can't his niece or my niece his um his niece my cousin kate she's katie she's never been katie but she's always katie but she's now you katie. doing katie yeah. it's yeah, good exactly. to see she's like my name's kate yeah, um my parents time. i i've stopped in a way naming my friends in any story because i know it won't carry any weight in their right. minds right and it, i i they, so they'll be like your friend i'll be like so we're going over to and then if i say the names i have to sometimes remind them of context i'll just be like right. we're going out with friends yeah, i mean yeah, it's yeah. i'm like i'm, hanging, I'm, out sure that, I'm, I'm gonna hanging out be... with that person who i always complain about who i don't really like that you always ask me about <laughs> you know the person i hate that's really yeah. annoying yeah we're gonna like oh yes yeah 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 and then they still misname them and i'm like no that's that's exactly the one i'm talking about <laughs> They're like, Brenda, you're like, it's Marjorie. Sure. That's yeah, yeah, yeah. Although in what universe are we hanging out with Marjorie? I just I, I went to I went to high school with Marjorie. And and she but and she was a Marjorie. I mean, like she was like sophisticated, like, but she was like plucked out of the like the twenties or the forties. I don't really know. I was she, gonna say it was either I'm she was either from the crucible full... or the conjuring. I don't really know. <laughs> oh, we're going way back to the crucible. Yeah. yeah. We're going to the 1720s. Yeah, apparently I thought she was a witch. <laughs> Listen, I've been to Salem and I said to myself, I was born in the wrong generation. I wish I was a witch being hung in this very town. Right, right. that's like every single gay person watching American Horror Story, uh, Story Coven and was like, this is this is who I'm meant to be. I'm supposed to be one of these witches. And meanwhile, if I showed up and knocked at the door, they'd be like, get, you're at the wrong house. So you get out of here. I know. But you know what? Ryan Murphy, I think, will be very excited to cast you on something in the near future. <laughs> I mean... I'm just looking at myself in this Zoom screen, and it's like, have you seen that picture of like all the white men with the brown hair? It's just this yes. is. I really, I it's really. Like Cheyenne Jackson, <laughs> Matt Bomer. Although you just, you just you give me you you make me a little bit older and give me a little bit more facial hair, a little bit more bone structure, and I am going to have so much money in a couple of years. <laughs> yeah. I mean, from your mouth to Kanisha's <laughs> ears, right? Do you, I, I find that your facial hair is really gorgeous. Do you, oh, you. Uh, what's the, what's the routine? Do we, so, do we naturally, do we naturally look like this? I do. I do have a routine. Everyone knows. It's actually, it's so funny because it's like, I have such a routine. You know, the name of my third book, which is not written yet. I haven't written the first two either, but the, the name of wow. my third book is A Constant Scruff um, <gasps> because that's what I always have. But it's, it's really not anything that's that, that special. I pull out my Phillips Norelco every Monday night. And I do the three, you know, up, up, up at the top and like mm-hmm. down at the bottom. And then I, and then mm-hmm. I do the two a little bit in the midsection of the neck. And then I, and I do the one around the sides and on the cheeks. So I don't have all those like random little like hairs popping awesome. out. And then I grow it until the next Monday and I do it all over again. Oh, it's weekly. It's weekly. It's just once, <laughs> it's just once a week. But if I, if I let it grow a little bit too far, it's, I got, I got pubes all over my face. It's a oh, little it's too puberty. Yeah. It's pubes. Yeah. Yeah. It's not, I don't have that like hot, like straight five o'clock shadow i have that like just like my hair if it grows a little too long the jew comes out it's an absolute afro on my face 
I love this so much. The Jufros are coming out, and I feel like we have such a connection here. I mean, mm-hmm. this this podcast really embraces all people. Because <laughs> right. being, we lean towards Jews. I think right. we do. My my beer when it grows it is it's not puby, but it's more like it's it's not lumberjack. It is rabbi, mm-hmm. and it's not mm-hmm. it's not Brooklyn like 2022 rabbi. Mm-hmm. It is Williamsburg 2022, like mm-hmm. specifically Hasidic. Right. Yeah, no, I, I know that beard well. I remember I was when I was on the Bima at my bar mitzvah, um, my rabbi had just eaten like a smoked salmon right before and it was like stuck in the beard and I was just about to become a man. And I was like, no. I'm always just going to remember this man's breath as I became the man that I am today, which You're apparently like, oh, is wow, capers as well. Capers <laughs> yeah, yeah. and smoked salmon. I know. I It was a full bagel spread on his <laughs> If people bring up their bar bat mitzvahs, we have to ask about themes. Was there Was there a theme at yours? There was a theme. I actually just found all these, um, all my bar mitzvahs, sh- the t-shirts um, made on custominc.com. I made them myself. The theme was Nick at night, not Nickelodeon, oh. but like a nightclub. Oh my, is, wait, but was it a play on Nick at night, Nickelodeon? It's like, you know, I made sure I was like, we can't have any orange. I don't want anyone to think this is Nick Jr. Like, or like, or like <laughs> anything related to Nickelodeon. Like I am my own self. And it's funny that my parents like helped me pick that theme because they really leaned into the like, oh, Nick's going to be drinking and going out a lot as an adult and be a gay man, just like hitting the club. Wait, um, it all turned, it's full circle. So yeah, Nick my, at my, night. My bar mitzvah really set the tone for, for, for my 20s. <laughs> So the logo for Nick at night, it couldn't have been orange. So was it, it was leaning into more of the nightclub fantasy? It was, it was, it was like, I had this, I had already had this custom ink layout of like a very white shirt with a black neck and black sleeves, which before I had just moved the design, I wanted to buy a t-shirt. My favorite show was Lost on ABC. (laughs) And there was this like really expensive shirt that had the the numbers of the hatch. It's 4, 8, 15, 16, 23, 42. Mm. And my mom was like, I'm not spending, you know, $55 in a shirt that just has numbers on it. So I bought one on custom ink. And then for my bar mitzvah, I just slapped a disco ball with the words Nick at night over it. And she you know, is the, the designer rest was first and foremost. <laughs> yeah. I actually was also looking at your Twitter. You posted a picture of you like freak dancing as a, as a mm. probably around 13 year old. And it really, I mean, it was a brave of you to post be right. so <laughs> vulnerable and see, it really triggered me because who among us did not hit puberty devastatingly hard and listen yeah. i think you were gorgeous then and you're gorgeous <laughs> now but you did have a certain je ne sais quoi oh, I, will say. Yeah. I mean there's just i first of all can we talk about freak dancing to begin with the fact that we call it freak dancing the fact that we are forcing young teenage early teenagers to press their buttocks against oh a very young person's crotch area mm-hmm. and then simulate mm. i mean we'll be real it's simulating yeah. penetration yeah oh absolutely it's 100 percent. and with all adults just staring and like either clapping scared. or looking away but just also scared i mean i in that situation too was like one of the adults and i also knew that's like I was like, wow, I really am as gay as I think I am because I remember just the idea of doing it. And first of all, I was like so degrading towards women, but like mm-hmm. all my girlfriends, because of course they were all girlfriends, they were like loving it. And I was like, I remember being like, I have to do this. I have to prove myself. But every time a girl wanted to did it with me, it was like a joke. And people were like, <gasps> yeah, Nick, like get it like that kind of thing so that picture on my twitter which you know someone took on one of those like pixel cameras like you know the girls bringing them out and taking like three thousand pictures every night and i remember being so glad that someone took a picture of it because i was like there is proof and you can just see on my face it's with my very good friend charlotte 
she is, you know, my hands are like on her waist, holding on for dear life. I am like, I will be a straight man with a wife and children <laughs> and and just the most taped on smile and like glow in my eyes because I'm finally like, no one is ever going to believe I'm gay now. And let me tell you. Listen, the name of your fourth book is going to be um, Fake Confidence because I think that that's what was, I think that's what a lot of us probably felt in those times of just like, okay, I'm passing in a fleeting Mm -hmm. moment of happiness. And then quickly, for me, it was quickly back to devastation. Like, And also I think I go back to the time of like having crushes on girls when really Mm -hmm. you just felt a closeness to them. Mm -hmm. Like I have a friend that I, one of the only friends I still stay up connected to from high school I thought I had a crush on her. I just like was jealous that she wasn't going to see Bring It On With Me in theaters and she was hanging out with her boyfriend. Like I didn't have a crush on her. I just wanted more of her time. Right, exactly. It's like I was already spending so much time with with, my girlfriends, but this is also at a period where they wanted to like get boyfriends and like spend more time with guys. And I was like, I have a crush on you because this guy's treating you like shit. It's like, no, I don't have a crush on you. It's because I want to be around you more. And like, oh, the ways that I would let girls know that I had crushes on them are so bad, like on AIM, like, you know, oh, I like someone. And then you talk more about who it is. And then eventually I'm like, guess who it is? It's you. And then they like, you know, they, the door slams on AIM and they like, are like, gotta <gasps> go do math homework. It, I, I forgot I, that I, door slam was the yeah. way that you sign up. Go-dunk. Yeah, yeah, exactly. That's that's the door of that's the closet door slamming every single yeah. time. Me about to step out, but it's closing shut. <laughs> Wait, there's something there, Nick. There is something there. There's something there. The I'm, I'm writing that door. down. I'm write that down. I'm write that Truly down. draft <laughs> yeah. her. I mean, it's so it's so the kids today have a lot more to deal with. I think because mm-hmm. of all the social medias. But I oh, think yeah. AAM was its own special hell. Speaking of though, Matt and I just and I'm ashamed to admit this because I'm literally what a year late. We just started Euphoria season one because mm-hmm. it's all people are talking about and mm-hmm. it's a struggle for me to watch that show because of like how the drugs are being used how i envision children today and then of course <laughs> yeah. i uh, egotistically think about what am i going to tell my kids when they right. pick up their own friend's urine to do the drug test and i'm like right. are all are i i don't think my kids are going to be cool enough to do drugs like that but then again i don't want you forward to be telling kids that drugs are cool and drugs seem right. cool on that show well, that's the thing is that with Euphoria and especially now that season two has started, and I will not give any spoilers, but I just, I have said, like, I think, it, I think it is, and it even gets better. It's just like, it's such a masterpiece, like stylistically, visually, like the cinematography, the costumes, the acting, it's so amazing. But first of all, I think I went to a pretty like out there, crazy party high school. Mm. That was not <laughs> happening. And I don't know. I also don't know if like, you know, 40 30 20 year olds writing about like gen z 16 year olds like i i I don't know i'm on tiktok a lot i watch a lot of the like gen zers talking about euphoria and they're like this is not our experience whatsoever i think the funniest part about it though is that like adults who are like 40 you know 30s 40s and have kids now are like oh my god this is what my kids are doing meanwhile their kid is just like in a pandemic in bed and hasn't talked to a friend in like you know four weeks listening to like that's recording at hades town like (laughs) we're good right yeah (laughs) i hope that you're right and i when i was watching i was like i was picturing the 45 year old writing Mm. zendaya doing what she was doing (laughs) i think you're honestly making me feel better because i don't want that to be the case i really don't no i also think it's like i consider myself to like understand socially and like in a party situation how to handle myself like how to have a good time like 
you know, whatever. If I walked into a euphoria party, I would, it would be so embarrassing. It would be me on the dance floor again, trying to grind with a girl. That's what it would be. It would be me trying to force myself into the situation to look cool. And I would just look like such a dumbass. You know what? It's so funny when like we get triggered in our in- internalized homophobia. I watched someone's t- TikTok recently. It was like a, a comfortable gay guy with himself. And he told a story that he was at some club or something. And some girl asked him if he had a girlfriend. And instead of just being like, no, like that's not yeah, who yeah, I am. Yeah. I'm actually, I'm gay. Um, he went, he just like immediately tr- dropped his voice and went, no, what's up? Yeah. <laughs> and then he was like i don't know why i immediately started yeah. flirting with this girl he was like afraid i don't know afraid to tell her and i and right. i and i still like i'm not proud of this but i think i still some like saying the word husband is still in mm-hmm. some scenarios a little tough for me and it's not that it's tough for me it's that you just mm-hmm. don't know who the audience is and right. so you have to make that decision am yeah. i going to bring up the possibility of getting a brain bashed in or is right. it like you're just overreacting and like this starbucks employee is not gonna care well you never know i mean i was in my apartment a week ago i obviously I, there was a task rabbit over and i of course did not know how to build my credenza i mean you'd think a gay <gasps> man the one thing he could build is a credenza but i of course had Listen. no reason no way of knowing but uh, the task rabbit immediately upon entered asked if my roommate and I were married and we said no. And then he turns to me, he goes, are you gay? And I said, yeah, I'm a homosexual. And he goes, you shouldn't tell people that. <laughs> what? True story. And wait, I was just like, wait, 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 wait. You I need was to like, girl, you asked. First of all, you asked. Second of all, why did you ask? Third of all, you asked. Okay, so I need to know everything. First yeah. of all, less important to the story, where is a credenza from? Uh, the credenza is from Ikea, but they apparently have more. Uh, the, uh, this TaskRabbit, who also was a Bitcoin expert, a producer on YouTube, uh, mm. took acting classes and Mm-mm. thinks that Romania shouldn't be considered Europe's butthole. These are all things he said. This is also while, all while I'm like, girl, are we supposed to be working right now? Like, what? what, <laughs> what? Yeah, c- come on. Um, chop, chop. <laughs> Put part A yeah. into part yeah. Z. Hello. Wait yeah. a minute. That I, First of all, there's sure. so much to discuss here because I'm putting a pin in a story I'm going to tell you about. Just like when we're talking to people while doing their jobs, the, cr- cr- jobs, the craziest things come out. However, this task rabbit, he walks in. He's clearly straight, clearly mm. a jack of no trades, but doing one at this mm. point. Does he immediately ask you the questions about does conversation start and then he asks you if you're gay like how did it come up so it's actually you know it's it's not it's 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 kind of a sad story because it's obviously like something that is a little off here because then also after he had told me that asked me i said well why shouldn't i tell people i was gay and he was like well i used to be gay and then like i got attacked for being gay and i'm not gay anymore and i was like oh my god <laughs> do i need to, what should i run out of my own apartment right now my jaw is dropped this story gets even more and more tangled it was just it was story it was jumping from one thing to the next um so he's born again i you know it sounded like there was some like sticky stuff in there and there might have been some sort of like argument that led to him forgetting that he was gay i don't really know Uh, basically all i was saying to him was i was like look babe if we're stepping into like conversion therapy territory if you're saying like this worked for you like just like let's like hush about that and that's like not a thing that you should be spreading especially when you're building credenzas in west hollywood hello But um, no, I mean, it's just the the roller coaster of the conversation. And then, then it especially leading to the point where he saw me being, and he was like, you know, you're a very attractive guy. And like, it's great to hear you're an actor and like, you're, you're pretty fit, but like, 
you could be more fit. Jesus Christ, this is nightmare after nightmare statement. I mean, I do have to say he built an amazing credenza. (laughs) (laughs) I have to say that, but I don't know. All the drawers are coming in and out. (laughs) Listen, I, you know what? Ultimately, what I really hope is that this task rabbit finds peace. I hope he yeah. finds some peace and mm-hmm. also stops telling gay... First of all, stops asking people if they're gay. And then second of all, stops telling them to right. not answer that question the tr- truthfully. I, I don't know what I would have said if he was like, you guys married? Uh-huh. Yeah. Oh, so you're gay? <laughs> yeah. Uh-huh. Yeah, you shouldn't tell people that. Okay, you're in my home. I think yeah. I can maybe tell people that. I know. It was a little bit like, you know, my roommate texted me and she's like, I can't believe this person's in our home. And I honestly was like, I have never met anyone like him. This is just, you know, I was like, this character study. And then by the end of it, you know, he was like, oh, like, let me help you take all the boxes out. And we were like, you know what? We can do that. Don't even worry about it. Five stars. Please get as far away <laughs> from our home as possible. Can I ask you a toxic question? Please do. Nick, was he cute? I can safely say no. <laughs> oh, thank but, God. But also, he was, of course, serving the entire time. I was like, but the minute he walked in, the reason that I felt comfortable telling this man that I was gay was because I was like, oh, this is this is a gay person. This is a gay man. Um, but I guess he had other plans. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I think we can confirm that he is, but I don't think right. he necessarily knows. Wow, wow, wow. Well, you know what's funny is like talking about the euphoria thing and the teenagers i was reading through your twitter and you have so many funny things about when you're a dad inevitably and uh, it's Mm. really it's really been hitting me hard because i want to as well have children but i want to say one of the ones that you had was my favorite is you tweeted one my husband and i have kids as a bit when they're old enough i'm going to sit down and tell them i'm gay and then cry once a year i think coming out to your kids when they know that you're already gay is so beautiful and i i want to ask do you ultimately how how many kids do you want i'm like toxic in the way that like i want like what my parents have (laughs) um because like i've loved my sister i have like i have an older brother and i have a younger sister and of course i'm the middle child and i'm the gay child and i'm you know whether or not i am i love to think that i'm the center of attention um which (laughs) you know often i am and usually i'm not but i really try to maneuver my way to be of course i i think you know no, to any listeners who are uh, single children, I'm, you know, anyone, I, I totally support your choice, um, <laughs> but <laughs> your choice to be, a, to be an only child. I just, you know, I want, I don't, I wouldn't, I would, I would have wanted like a sibling or someone to like hang out with, like, you know, when, or like <laughs> someone to gang up on the parents with, like, you're really, you're really, you're really alone there. Two, I mean, there's nothing wrong with two. And then upwards of three, I'm a little bit like, will I even remember their names? If my dad is calling me by the dog's name now, what would it be like if my parents had four children, you know? How many kids do you want? I want, I mean... Ideally, obviously. It's a complicated question because you have to think about, like, the finances of it and, like... Oh, I'm not thinking about finances. If I'm thinking about finances, I'm talking about zero kids. (laughs) Right? That's what's so crazy about it. And, like, I have three brothers so there's four of mm-hmm. us and in no on no planet do i four want boys. four children four boys i do not oh want God. four children i don't okay. know how my parents did it i don't know how how any parents do more than one my mm-hmm. older brother has two kids and mm-hmm. it's already seems like a lot and so yeah. i i think three is gorgeous i think my ideal and realistic is two mm-hmm. um which is kind of like your toxic trait is wanting what your parents have matt has a sister and so we and so he we're kind of going what he had which is i think we want an older boy and a younger girl mm-hmm. right which 
again, it's controversial because like we kind of sure. could pick if we do the surrogate right, route, right. but like we're at that's the point neither... we're, we are we are ultimately playing The Sims now. <laughs> ultimately playing The Sims, and it's like yeah. there's that search party scene in this most recent season where like John Early and Jeffrey Self go to. <laughs> yep. Uh, John Waters and they're like one eye is blue one eye is brown but like I, I, I actually that make, part makes me feel gross but I uh -huh. do think if we can financially do it I think two kids mm -hmm. would be great I would yeah. hope in the next uh, few years would be great because um, mm -hmm. I you know what I really find it amazing when people have children when they're older I think it's like you mm -hmm. know what you're living a full life when you're having your children but then again do I want to be Andy Cohen at I don't know how old he is but yeah, and mid, Anderson mid, Cooper mid 50 I think I like think, 50. I don't, I don't, maybe I don't know. Yeah, I I I I I no, I'm totally with you. I'm I'm a, I'm also of the mindset of like another thing that scares me about getting older is I'm like what if my kids fucking suck? <laughs> you know, what if I cannot stand my children and they cannot stand me? I really don't want to be in that situation. I have a great relationship with my parents, I have a great relationship with my siblings. But and that's another thing about like, you know, genetically selecting your child. I feel like if I'm doing that, and then I have a shitty kid. It's totally my fucking fault. <laughs> Who do we blame, babe? You. Yeah. yeah, yeah. It's 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 really tough. I I think ultimately we can only let the universe do her job and let our kids right. be as cool as they're going to be. Because I think our right. kids. I I don't see a world where like you Nick have a child that just like fucking sucks. I don't see that <laughs> yeah, unless <I> <laughs> like unless you if you're a single parent your child's not gonna suck. Maybe your partner sucks and like your mm. child gets more of your partner's things. But I don't think you're gonna right. be. You're not. You're not gonna be with a partner that sucks unless you have right. really bad taste in men do you yeah sometimes i do oh well, that's another thing is that like i'm not even close to having a toxic child yet because i haven't found my toxic partner so we gotta get there first <laughs> first comes the toxic partner. <laughs> yeah. um what, what what would you say when you date is the number one toxic trait that you unfortunately tend to find in uh, a lot of the guys that you date it's been a while since i've like been in a real relationship relationship mm -hmm. um you know i'm i'm for the first time in a very long time, I'm finally like crushing and enjoying that and like oh, actually yes. having feelings for someone, which is has been rare to me. It's been a while, but um, I'd say in my past um, relationships, kind of a red flag was always I'm I'm um I'm a giver. I'm mm -hmm. always there for people. I really uh, unfortunately one of my own bad traits is you know and it's a good thing for the people around me, but not as much for myself. It's like I'm always I'd so much rather that they were doing okay than I was doing okay. Mm -hmm. So in that, it's like I find people who are willing to take advantage of that uh and like get little in return and then in getting little in return i don't speak about it and then i just like spiral about it and allow them to kind of completely control our lives their lives mm -hmm. and then just kind of have me as a side piece and i'm just like yes this is amazing i love you and meanwhile i have come become a shell of myself yeah cut to 10 yeah. months later and you're like your friends are awkward when you, your boyfriend comes up and you right. are depressed and yeah i mean listen i think that's more relatable than we know I, mm -hmm. there's a reason why you date until you find the person because clearly mm -hmm. each person before didn't work out and then right. what's on top of that which is like i shouldn't even say because here we are talking about the fun of dating but like what was triggering for me was hard for me was when I did start dating Matt and it became like more of a long-term thing, I was like, what if this is another right. person in line mm -hmm. that's going to not, we're not going to work out. And then you just mm -hmm. have to trust that they are mm -hmm. going to work out. I right. just, there's no, whichever way you cut it, it's tough. Well, that, yeah. And that's also another, I, I'd say another part of like, now that I'm like jumping back into it and like 
really getting to know someone and enjoying it. It's like, especially as I've gotten older and I'm, there have been more toxic relationships in the back, in the back, you know, whatever in the past. Um, it's now I'm, whereas I used to have this like whateverness to it all and just like, let's see what happens. Now it's like, am I even allowing myself to enjoy it as much as I possibly could because mm. I'm so fearful of oh. that thing happening again that it's like, well, what if I waste all these months and then I find that out again? And it's like, no girl, just like dive in again, just do it again, but just be, be better at looking out for those red flags. Because another thing was that I did see those red flags early on in those relationships. I just didn't do anything about it. You know what, Nick? Spot on. I that you are speaking to my soul because you know what that is? That is just being present and then trusting your gut as you are being because listen, mm. I was on a walk with Matt Olive an hour ago and I was mm-hmm. spiraling in my head about one thing into the next and like I found myself for like a total like one and a half blocks just like thinking about okay like this gig and then this money and then this what does this mean mm-hmm. and, the boo, 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 boo. and then Matt said something and I was like oh my god I was right letting my anxiety spiral so deep mm-hmm. I wasn't thinking about like who I was with and what I'm doing and mm-hmm. I think that is this it applies to dating of just like yeah let's if you're enjoying the moment you're enjoying the mm-hmm. goddamn moment and then if the red mm-hmm. flag's coming up you say the wind's blowing and i'm seeing mm-hmm. a flag of flying and right. then you address does the flag come down what can we do with this analogy with the flag do we cut the flag down do we right. it's do we burn time. the flag you do know we burn the flag is that going to be good <laughs> i mean it's all jail? an option we go back to Salem, we burn the flag. Do we go to Salem? I mean, God, exactly. But you know what? I have to say, this podcast is so lucky to have you on. I've been such a fan of yours, and I and I could talk to you for another million hours, but we got to move to our first official question oh, of this right. podcast that I have to ask you. It's I'm contractually mm-hmm. obligated to say, Nick, mm-hmm. who do you blame for making you gay? Whose fault is it? Cool fact, a crocodile can't stick out its tongue. Also, you can get health insurance for a month or just under a year in some states. United Healthcare short-term insurance plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage for you. Learn more at UH1.com. This is Paige, the co-host of Giggly Squad, and I want to tell you about a company that I've been loving, Olive & June. Olive & June gives you everything that you need for a salon-quality manicure in one box. And if you break it down, it really comes out to $2 a manicure, which is absolutely insane. It's also so easy to get salon-worthy nails at home with Olive and June. The difference between how your nails used to look when you did them yourself and now with the Manny system is a complete game changer. The best thing about Olive and June, too, is it's a quick dry. Dries in about one minute, lasts for five days, and full coverage in up to one to two coats. Visit oliveandjune.com slash perfectmanny20 for 20% off your first system. That's oliveandjune.com slash perfectmanny20 for 20% off your first system. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt free. Hello, Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello, Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what Big Wireless does. They charge you a lot, we charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. 
Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. A little controversial, and there is more to a story, but it is um, Jesus Christ's fault. <laughs> I'm so letting it sink in. I'm really taking the time to let this settle. Um, Jesus, this is, this is true. You can ask any of my family members. It's how they all knew that I was gay from like three plus. It was Jesus. Christ. I'm wondering if I should ask like this is like a 20 questions game where I'm like, is it because of this? Is it because of this? Or I mean, I'm gonna ask one question before you tell me why it's Jesus. Is it because you one time were like, who's that hot guy? Is he single? And it turns out it was a naked man on a cross. That's exactly what it is. What it was. That's, <laughs> my so my as as I as I've mentioned in this, my father is Jewish. My mom is Irish Catholic, South Side mm-hmm. of Chicago. So I have a big Catholic side of the family. I have aunts, great aunts who are nuns. You know, a lot of lot of Catholic teachers in there. Lot, whatever, great, amazing. So close with all of them. Most fun people in the world. But love we always would step into any church. Like my grandma would always take us into a church. So I, obviously I come from my, you know, I'm a Jew, but I, my mom's right. Catholic, whatever. And I was raised Jewish, but still there was like that very Catholic side of the family, um, culturally, religiously. Um, so we would always go into churches always with my grandma. She'd always be like, let's light a candle for, you know, this great grandmother who passed this, whatever. Blah, blah. And from like, the moment that I could speak on my aunts would always bring me, my grandma would always bring me into these churches. And I would always just be like, Jesus is so handsome. <laughs> it's like, as a child, these like, these, I was gonna these, say, what these age Catholic, is this happening? these cat, like from three to like, <gasps> I started realizing not to be calling Jesus handsome because it might out me, you know, I think it was like three to like seven. Oh my God. I don't know why that almost makes me emotional. So I loved going into churches. Of course. Yeah. I mean, look yeah. the ripple, the, the pecs. I mean, there's a little bit yeah. of a, a chest hair going down to yeah. his happy trail with that yeah. gorgeous skirt. He's front and center. You know, all eyes are on him. Everyone's like worshiping this man. He's ripped. He's got like, you know, it's it's one of the only men I've ever been interested with long hair. And <laughs> and you know, it's it's like colorful. He's it's up there, it's beautiful. And like all these people are worshiping him. And I and I don't know anything about even what I'm really saying, but all I can really say is like, I want to go to the church because I want to see the other Jesus. And there are so many iterations of him and he looks so <laughs> oh different God, in yeah. each church. Yeah, yeah, And yeah. it's kind of like, you get to see like a new, I guess like paparazzi picture of how good this man is looking in every new church. A new take um, on the body. There's thick Jesus. Right, You're giving, right, this, his right, hair has layers. Jesus right, with a bob. Right. Can you imagine right. Jesus with a gorgeous bob? Oh my God. I mean, I, 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 I definitely can. There is a church now where that is happening, but you know, I, it's also so funny because like my Jewish father who's raising me, you know, uh, you know, I'm going to, I'm going to Hebrew school. I'm, I'm, I'm getting bar mitzvah. And my dad, dad, my dad is like, my son's homosexuality is making him Catholic. <laughs> you know? It's like, that is, he's, which is, he's turning layered. Catholic, which is really confusing there. That's really <laughs> difficult to wrap your head around, but no, I mean, that's, my mom, my aunts, my grandma, they were all like, you know, once the conversation came up, they were like, we knew you were gay because you literally had a crush on Jesus Christ. <laughs> as for, as a four-year-old, you wanted to fuck Jesus. I mean, right. there's so many parts of the story that speak to me because you know what? You are the living, breathing example of like a really cool person that was, was exposed to multiple religions. And also mm. like, it seems like your family has an awesome, I mean, the fact that your nun relatives were like, we knew you were gay when you thought yeah. Jesus was handsome. Like <laughs> yeah. that's, 
eat that's iconic and that word is overused yeah. but it really is right and i think ultimately when matt and i have kids like i am jewish and he is not, and he's catholic mm-hmm. so it's just mm-hmm. really like i'm finding this is so interesting because mm-hmm. i ultimately want our kids to be bar mitzvah you know mm-hmm. have the jewish stuff but of course mm-hmm. christmas is a sleigh yeah we love a absolutely. tree absolutely yes no absolutely and that when that was enough there's like there is a proper way to do it it's so funny because when my parents got married in the 80s people were like i remember they got asked to be on oprah to be in like an interfaith like panel Shut because it was up. just like i mean it's these like two white people like it's just like the most unimportant thing happening right and they want to have like a catholic woman and a jewish man come and speak about how how their relationship is working because so many couples separated and whatnot and it was like obvious by the way of course my my mom's mom was like very catholic and really want was very hurt that her grandchildren mm-hmm. were not being raised catholic and my dad's jewish mother of course wanted her grandchildren to be jewish but you know and, and there were you know many conversations and there's there have been a lot of issues and whatnot but my family is very big we're very close and i don't think that it at least for us as children it wasn't very difficult because we kind of just like did it all mm-hmm. and we were i i didn't feel like i was being tugged way one way or the other and now i, I wouldn't consider myself a very religious person but um I kind of like that I was getting it all. I was like, I get a Christmas, yeah. I get, I get a Christmas tree, and I get to go see Jesus, and then I also get to light the candles and have a bar mitzvah, and it's Nick at night. I mean, like, I literally <laughs> won the jackpot. What <laughs> more could a girl want? Right. Did your, did you growing up? Did your mom know any of the Hebrew prayers? Like, what was her relationship to the, the any Jewish stuff? Did she, did she go to shul? So no, my mom, my mom, it was you know my she would come to the high holidays with us mm-hmm. and we weren't going to temple that often. It wasn't, it wasn't like, I, I wasn't raised like very Jewish. My dad, right. my dad, I feel like my dad, you know, he went to temple a good amount, but he didn't really start really going until his father passed. You know, he reconnected with his Judaism there. Mm-hmm. And like culturally we were a very Jewish family, like lots of Shabbats and stuff like that. But, um, you know, my mom participated, but she, it, it was not, you know, and she was in my bar mitzvah, of course, but it wasn't, um, she, I mean, she, I guess she would, you know, I, I didn't really, think much about this but like she picked up on the prayers she knew what's going on there and of course you know but then like we would go to church on christmas eve that was basically maybe also easter we would go just because you know we went with our bigger families and whatnot and i just remember always being like when people would go up for the little snack for the communion i was (laughs) my dad my dad was always like putting his hand on my chest because i was like i want that wafer that looks delicious i want that wafer i want that wafer and i was like you also know i'm gonna want that wine too (laughs) <laughs> um, I was like, and also like when people would like sit, uh, pray on the pew, I would always, I like, I wanted to participate. I was like, this is a party. It's fun. I want to be involved. And it was always just like, no, you can't do that. That's um, enough for you. Well, yeah. And it was, it was funny, but I, I, at least, I, I mean, maybe, maybe I blacked it all out, but I didn't find it to be difficult at all. If anything, I just thought it was kind of just like hilarious. Yeah, I mean, I think yeah. ultimately it's whatever we treat it to be. And like, it sounds mm-hmm. like your parents are incredible. That just like ha- their kids were doing what they were doing, and there and there was right. like not a judgment of either tradition or what it was. And mm-hmm. I do think though that we can't talk about this without asking the next logical question, which is: If Jesus walked up to you into a bar, do you want to top him or get fucked by Jesus? <laughs> oh my god. Um. I mean, I guess if I were younger, bottom, but I think now as an adult, I'd be like, you know what you did. You know <laughs> you did. You made me this way, so I would have to talk to Jesus. <laughs> yeah, you would take him. Uh, this is probably sad religious. If you, if anybody is Christian listening to this, um, but I'm just having a full <laughs> so fan fiction of like telling him to stand up from the cross, turn around, mm. bend down and touch You know the it's tea. out there. 
Yeah, you know, you know, there's like Tumblr, there's like so many old Tumblr posts about people doing this. I mean, I, I can't be the only person who was staring no. at Jesus. And by the way, I also, I, I wasn't like an altar boy. I wasn't at church that much. And if, if, if Jesus is catching my eye when I'm going into a church once or twice a year as a child, I mean, I can't imagine how much people are looking at him on other days. I mean, honestly, I'm going to be doing some sort of poll in some way of asking if you, if at any point you wanted to fuck Jesus in your life. I think that, I think we might be onto something here. And I think that Catholicism <laughs> is actually working against itself by putting a gorgeous right. ripped long haired man. gorgeous ripped man. It's, you know, I, it's, I can't help it, you know? It's, and then it's, saying that you're not allowed to be gay. Like, right. Sis. Right. It's similar to like seeing like ripped uh, male underwear models like when you're you know four years old in target like it's 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 there i'm gonna look maybe i'll oh, sneak cool. away to take an extra peek but like I, i'm a, i'm a, my eyes do not deceive me there it is true you know what's interesting is i think when we were growing up i think that hairless muscle i think was the thing mm-hmm. of course the abercrombie bags 100%. and i think of course the calvin klein packaging and even fruit of the chat- loom Fruit of the Loom. I'm thinking Chad Michael Murray types. I'm mm-hmm. thinking just, you know, but I think, I don't know if it's because I'm on the older side of TikTok or like the Twitter porn that is leaning more mature, but I feel like hair on bodies is actually more okay now. Do you, mm-hmm. think, do you think I'm making that up? No, I don't think you're making that up. And by the way, I wish I, so I have like very hairy legs. I have, I have, obviously I have gorgeous beard but i have like no chest hair whatsoever and i wish i did because i i mean i i think hair is so so sexy it's so great and but you are so right it was like the channing tatum like full full like no leg hair no nothing Mm. it was just like kind of like a sea creature type of deal and i and i do think now that there are it, it is Hair is definitely out there more. It's more appreciated right? as it should be. I wonder if high school students now, like, because well, for me, it was, I was just so embarrassed to have body hair mm-hmm. in high school and I would like do anything I could to remove it. And I wonder if it's like a embarrassment still or is it like kind of cool i know it's i not that i'm gonna ask a 17 year old like so harry yeah, yeah. chess how do we feel about yeah. it but like at some maybe we should we should just it. ask the cast of euphoria obviously i mean i keep thinking about the cast of euphoria i'm like because also <laughs> i'm literally one episode in but like is nate the like really nate, nate, like yeah, the, he, so, uh, yeah i would have you know simultaneously obsessed over him and then felt horrible myself if i was a yeah. teenager watching that because he is kind mm-hmm. of he's pretty yeah. hairless i mean he's got like he's like, hair he's hair he's hairless i and i can tell you even more in season two he's he's hairless there's, there's nothing there you just got nipples and i think he has like a really nice birthmark and you're just kind of like yeah sure absolutely I noticed the birthmark. I was like, yeah. I wonder how it tastes. Um, yeah. <laughs> for sure, for sure. Can I ask another question? Because yeah. I, we have a really incredible moment on your TikTok that has you at an Ariana Grande concert. And then mm. it's a video of you fully freaking out. And then mm-hmm. your caption is that Ariana Grande laughed at you from your screaming. Uh-huh. And I think if I'm being honest, that the reaction that as you're watching the video is you're kind of like, okay, I mean, yeah, people scream at the concerts, and, like, she was close, but I don't know, was she actually laughing? And then you do a full other angle, and then you hear her actually singing, and she 100% does a chuckle. Yeah, Yeah. well, I, I mean, I, 
I love my girl Ari and oh, yeah. you know I know every word and and it was I I had known you know it was kind of like a surprise type of thing where like our friend our friend got these tickets and we didn't really know what the situation was going to be we knew that it was going to be like close but mm-hmm. how close that kind of thing mm-hmm. anyway oh my god I'm wearing an Ariana Grande sweatshirt yes. um uh and we get there and you know they're like follow us this way follow us this way and then it, we're front row center I mean we are we are the front row it is right there I'm already losing my mind before it begins yeah. and then so for the whole concert she basically is like there with her dancers and stuff and I I, I as much you know and people freak out at concerts but I was losing my goddamn mind I was screaming I was convulsing I was jumping up and down I was screaming the lyrics in her face kind of thing <laughs> and so there were multiple times throughout that and she would like grab my hand there's another video of her like trying to sing NASA and she's just like cackling because I, I'm looking like I'm looking, it just, it, it was out of control. And um, it, I mean, of course it, it meant so much to me, but I also felt bad because I couldn't stop myself from distracting her during her performance for Staples <laughs> Center. But I really felt like it was just a performance for me. It, it was incredibly self but it was, it one was of the just you and her in yeah. a little room and 50,000 of her closest friends. <laughs> right. You know what? One of my regrets in life is that I haven't gone to more concerts like that. And once mm-hmm. I went to Beyonce's formation mm-hmm. tour, I, mm-hmm. um, you know, famously get nervous spending anything above $10. And so I, mm-hmm. we, we were in the literal like fourth to last row of the, it was mm-hmm. a stadium in Queens in New York. And mm-hmm. it was still a religious experience to me. Mm-hmm. So all this to say, if I was in the front row of Ariana Grande mm-hmm. and I felt that being 300 rows back at Beyonce I cannot imagine the energy that comes out of her I mean I watched the documentary of Ariana Grande's concert thing on Netflix and I was like it is she is yeah the moment and she the level of talent and her like Mm -hmm. being an ally to the gays and I mean she she screamed faggot and I was okay with it and I think that (laughs) not a ton of people can do that what did she say was it like she says she it, it, she's in Vegas and she says Vegas let me make some noise but it sounds like faggots let me make some noise. oh my gosh she's it's not iconic. saying faggots but by the way no she's saying Vegas she says like Vegas I thought it was faggots <laughs> until this moment no 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 she goes Vegas but she you know she does it in her like breathy whatever and so it sounds Nick, like faggots. I'm like but by sweating because I'm I... embarrassed I'm embarrassed <laughs> No, no. So many people think it is faggots, but I prefer. <laughs> Why did I think Ariana Grande was bringing faggots to a stadium? Why was that an okay? Because her song? brother, because her brother is Frankie Grande, and because there are people like me in the front row trying to rip her head off. <laughs> she's like, I earned this. Oh my god, yeah, I'm such absolutely. a fucking idiot. Faggots, let me. I mean, no, she's no. of course she's saying Vegas. Jesus, yeah. she's like repped by a huge label. Like, can you imagine? Yeah. You know that interview that there's like Kate Blanchett and she they there's a question about like gays and it's g-a-z-e but she thinks that they're saying g-a-y-s oh, oh yeah the 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 uh, and then she puts and then she does the gaze and she puts her like she flicks her hand forward exactly i was like yeah. kate, like kate like that is a similar moment where i was like you know what if and if like of course if like fucking vin diesel did right. a wrist motion to to mm-hmm. signal the gaze i'd be like jail you're canceled mm-hmm. but kate blanchett right. can do whatever she fucking wants no absolutely no, that, that's the thing is that even if with the ariana thing when there are people like wait is that what she actually said i'm like i hope she did because she's allowed to <laughs> She absolutely, she has earned yeah. that. 
I'm honestly kind of uh, disappointed that she didn't say that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, well, maybe one day, one day. But she, I mean, if, I don't know if, if for some reason Ariana Grande is listening, you have my permission. Can you imagine? I'm sure. You know what? Yeah. I'm sure Frankie's gonna send this to her. And uh, yeah. Do you think? Do you think when Ariana is promoting the Wicked film, I can during her press junket, she'll come on that's a gay ass podcast? <laughs> I mean, uh, I I hope so. I, I you know what? I'll DM her if you scroll through my DMs with her. It's just five hundred things of me messaging her and never never once getting her response. Not, Not yet, that I ever was. Nick. Not, Not yet, yet, but but also like the it's like the delusion that I still keep messaging her as <laughs> she's going to respond. So I will ask her. I just can't promise she'll respond. <laughs> sure, you know, I I I appreciate that, and I I think this might be the one. Do you are you gonna see Wicked in theaters when it comes out? Um, yeah, I, I'm not, you know, I was never, um, I know this may surprise you. I was never like a big musical theater guy. I went, I went to Northwestern for theater and I, and I love musicals. I love seeing musicals, but like, I can sing along to like three musicals, maybe. Um, Which one? Give me one. Uh, <laughs> you're going to die. Okay. It's Rent. Yes. Come on. That's great. Yeah. Rent. I can sing along to a good amount of some of Wicked, uh, Hamilton. I'm like the worst like no. uh, it's like yeah oh, spring awakening cannot... yeah, listen this... <laughs> these are all really good i would only be annoyed if you said you could sing along to cats and that's it i'd be like okay <laughs> yeah. we could okay. we can do a little better but yeah spring awakening mm. was big for me yeah. and spring awakening i think it's like i think I, i'm like it's the best musical soundtrack i know for musical soundtracks but um <laughs> I, I mean i loved it but i, I will i will of course see wicked in in in, in, in theaters i love Cynthia Revo, but of course i love ariana grande ariana grande could be in like I, I I don't know. She could be in like the Emoji Movie like seven, and I would see it just because she's in it. Emoji Movie seven in theaters July twenty eighth. I can't wait. So let's let's move on to a question <laughs> yeah, exactly. that yeah. you know, since we are talking about some powerful women here, a very important podcast question, which is: if the world mm-hmm. was ending and you could only save mm-hmm. one character actress, who would it be? Catherine Hahn. Mm, it is such I a love, good answer i love her so much i was just listening to her on a podcast i've seen like everything she's in and also that's another person where i will watch anything she's in and it's always something entirely different she's just i mean it's like i mean even in stuff like anchorman and stepbrothers yes uh, but then you got like then you got like transparent and i know this much is true she's about to be in knives out too like I forgot I will, about that. Yeah. When they were putting out Knives Out 2 cast releases, I was like, okay, they're literally just like every single person's in this, except for me. But Catherine <laughs> Hahn, I was like, great. Hell yeah. There we go. That, that I'm so in. Absolutely. Please. I don't know why. I think like there are so many things right now that like have such a gay sensibility. Maybe it's because like there's more gays in positions of power to make things. Right, but like, execs, yeah. I feel like Knives Out, Knives Out 2 is going to be so gay. I feel like White Lotus, of course, mm-hmm. like to put ass yes. eating on screen. Mm-hmm. We were watching Watch What Happens Live recently and Lucas Gage was on and mm-hmm. he mm-hmm. was talking about how the ass eating scene came up that he... Yep they were saying you know like okay they were supposed to just have sex but then what if they got Mm. some ass eating in there and Mm. i think that it was dare i say a pivotal moment for cinema for media to have and everyone was talking about it oh my god they were and like what i if if we're being honest what i would give to have murray bartlett eat my ass yeah exactly that's if, if anything i saw and i i know i know lucas out here he's such a sweetheart but i literally was like i i every single time i see him i'm like how much like what's it what's it like, like how does it oh feel? my god i mean it is such an honor but you know i love that we went from 
Catherine Hunt or Murray Bartlett's <laughs> eating ass, but it's because <laughs> she could do it too. She, she could have been the ass. She could have been the beard. She could have been Murray. She could have been any of it. She could do she, anything. Yeah, starring Catherine Hahn as the ass that gets eaten <laughs> yeah. out. Yeah. And then she just winks to the camera. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, I guess I really did go from A to... Oh, my God. But no, I mean, I appreciate it. And she she also, like, she she went to the same theater program as me. So I'm like, maybe one day I could do one thing that she's done. But even doing that is, you know, that would be that would be a reach. Oh, I can see it 100%. You, I also, if, if Murray Barla asked you out on a date, would you say yes? I would jump at the opportunity. Where do you go? What type, what's the venue like? Oh, God. So he's not choosing? No, you're choosing. He's like, come okay. on. I, I, I know this town like the back of my hand. I, 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 I've been everywhere. I want you to go somewhere you want to go now. I'm not, I'm not into like super bougie, like bougie, that kind of stuff. So I think mm-hmm. I would do like a little, there's like this cute place near me, which we always love something near me um, called Electric Owl, which it's like, you just got a little booth and you get a drink and they have good, they have good food if you want it. The vibes are nice. Everyone's really sweet. And, you know, maybe a couple people would see that I was on a date with Murray Bartlett. Um, <laughs> Nothing wrong with that. No, no. I would, Because I, I'm i not going to be able to take a picture of him. So someone else is going to need to do that of us. You know, because there's no guarantee that we're going to get married and have three kids together. Um, but, uh, no, I, I, think, I think something chill like that, you know, something. Or what, imagine if I was like, I want to take him to see the water show at the Grove. <laughs> 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 and he's and it's the worst state of his life yeah he's like I, he's like yeah um i've seen this before and i have three movies playing right now with me and all of them what are you doing here <laughs> but um no i mean i I, w- I would jump at the opportunity he seems like a- i would risk i would really risk it all for murray bartlett i think talking about yeah. like harry talking about I, I have a daddy thing it, it really he checks off all the boxes <laughs> right well Listen, I, I want to make sure to, before we say goodbye, I want to ask a, a really important question that I didn't prep you on because I, I think that it really kind of separates the men from the boys here. But I would say mm-hmm. that if you had to choose, what is the best Whoopi Goldberg film? Oh, uh, I feel like there's only one right answer, which is Sister Act 2. Thank you. And that is correct. <laughs> uh, take off your robes. I mean, joyful, joyful. I mean, everything, Lauren Hale, I'm, every single part of that movie, I have downloaded pre all the soundtracks and everything. Joyful, joyful. I work out to joyful, joyful. All the <gasps> Me too. The it's, it's, it's uh, uh, joyful, joyful. Lord, we adore thee. And in my and life, in my like, life I, I put number four but, because it's almost a youngster. I came to know. I came to know. That's you, but the only way to go. Yeah, no, um, that, like, again, and there you go. There's the Jesus Christ in it for me. I mean, he, it always comes back to I'm Jesus down with G-O-D. Christ. Yeah, you know me. We're <laughs> down with G-O-D. I, when I meet people, when I reference Sister Act 2 and people haven't seen it, I have a good friend. I have a best friend who I almost cut off because of that. But now, of course, she knows all about it. I, I saw there was that, that horrible, I mean, you know, there was that day on Twitter where everyone was doing the CDC. The CDC now recommends this CDC. And it was like, there were some really funny ones. And then like within 24 hours, you were like, literally, this is just so overblown. Mm-hmm. The one that someone sent me after I was over it that I loved was the CDC says you can now take off your robes. And I was like, okay, that one, it won, it won. It won. Um, it- but yeah, I think that's the correct answer. And of course, I'm sure other people have great answers because Whoopi Goldberg is amazing, but um, I will never, ever 
deviate from sister act. Two. You know what's crazy is that we have recently put out the Bo and Yang episode, and he we mm-hmm. didn't get into it too much at the end, but he said Rat Race as the Whoopi Goldberg <gasps> is the is the best film, which no one has That's said a before. Great- that's I rat race. I we my dad. I remember my dad bringing that home on VHS. I I watched that movie a lot. She's she's great in that. A lot of lot of fun characters in that. I just Sister Act two just means so much to me. And also anyone who says oh. Sister Act one is better is just incorrect. Well, talking about cutting off your friends, one of my closest friends had never seen <laughs> the Sister Acts, and he watched uh, Sister Act. He watched both, and he said that he preferred one. And I was like, mm. I think I'm gonna forget about this. Yeah, I, I, no, I don't that's, want. That's the... You got an eternal sunshine that moment. You got to get that out. Just, just block it out because you might not be able to move past that with that friend. That friend not at all. There, I, I think. don't think so. I, I, it, it never happened, and I, and I will pretend that for the rest of my life. I do want to say that rat race. One of the lines that my brother still quote is, um, "Come on, Dad, I'm prairie dogging." What, what does that mean? You know, a prairie dog where the dog sticks his head in and out of a hole. Oh, it's like he has to shit in the back seat, yeah. which I guess is yeah. more about my family's sense of humor than anything else. Which is ultimately, it also can be brought back to being a homosexual, <laughs> which you shouldn't tell people. By the way, you should not tell people. What connecting poop to being gay? No, that that you're gay, but that too. <laughs> <laughs> and it all comes back to Task Rabbit. Yes, yes, well, exactly. Nick, this hour has flown by. I'm so grateful you came on. That's the gayest podcast. Do you have anything you want to promote? Where can people follow you? Uh, you can find me on all social media. I'm. Instagram Nick Lehman, TikTok and Twitter Nick Stop Talking. I'm just, I'm always around. I'll always be in your face, and I apologize for it. And we're so grateful for you for that, Nick. You're a star, and we will see you soon. See you soon. Thank you. I had a great time. Friend of the Pod Productions. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. How would you like to look five years younger? In a clinical study, people that had volume added with Juvederm Voluma XC in the cheeks perceived themselves as looking five years younger at six months after treatment. Look younger, feel like you. Add volume for lift and contour in the cheeks with Juvederm Voluma XC. Reverse signs of aging by adding volume to smooth laugh lines with Juvederm Volure XC. For important safety information and to find a licensed specialist, visit Juvederm.com. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M.com. Not for people with severe allergic reactions, allergies to lidocaine, or the proteins used in Juvederm. Common side effects include injection site redness, swelling, pain, tenderness, firmness, lumps, bumps, bruising, discoloration, or itching. There's a risk of unintentional injection into a blood vessel, which can cause vision abnormalities, blindness, stroke, temporary scabs, or scarring. Talk to a licensed specialist to find out if it's right for you. Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. 
That's what you'll feel with Bowling Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that Bowling Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus, get 15% off your first order at BowlingBranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details.